in a man to be your deliverer. You know, whether that's Trump or that's Biden or that's uh, a pastor or teacher or leader or praise and worship leader or whatever. Um, yeah, or any of those things, right? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. It's got to be, uh, our trust got to be in the Lord because uh, the Lord, He is our shepherd and He is our Savior. And, you know, any time in Scripture where the people would start to get their attention or their focus too much on a person, <clears throat> a place, or thing, um, God would have to come in and correct that because um, we're, we're, we're not called to worship anything other than the Lord. And uh, that's very important to understand, and uh, it's very important to have the Lord be, be your focus. You know, uh, He's your Savior. He's your salvation. He's your leader, and He is your shepherd. He is your shepherd, right? And uh, it's easy to put our trust in other things. It's easy uh, to put our trust in physical things, but we don't want to do that. We don't want to put our trust in physical things. We want to make sure that our trust is in the Lord. And um, <clears throat> and we'll do just a little bit of review before we step into where we're at today. But Jeremiah 17 has kind of been our springboard verse on uh, what we've been discussing. And you know, and and one of the things I've been really trying to reiterate is the season that you're in doesn't have to be reflective of the season that the world is in. Amen? Um, your, your season is not based upon the world season. You have strength that they know not of. You have um, uh, life that they know not of, power that they know not of. And our season isn't going to be based on, on the world. And in Jeremiah 17 and verse 5, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. Will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. <clears throat> and so there's a difference between a tree that's planted in the field and a tree by the river. And uh, a tree that's planted by the river, I don't know why this mic keeps cutting in and out, <clears throat> but uh, it does. Um, I did. I tried to move it up a little bit. Um, anyway, the, uh, it's just like totally cutting out, but it's okay. It's fine. We'll just keep rolling. And if it changes, I'll move to the handheld. Um, but anyway, a tree that's in the field is subject to the seasons. A tree that's, that's by the river is not. It is not subject to the seasons. It can draw strength at all times. And so in 2021, your season doesn't have to be the same as the world season or everybody else's season. How many know God has good things for you in 2021? Amen. It's a good year for you. Amen. Because of the Lord, not because of anything else, but because of the Lord. But the key element here is this, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. And so your trust has got to be in Jesus. Your hope has got to be in Jesus. It can't be anywhere else. And if you, if you back up a couple scriptures in that same passage, it says, um, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm. And so uh, there, there's, a, there's a blessing on trusting in Jesus, and there is a not blessing on trust in trusting in man. And, uh, and so we want to make sure that our trust is in the proper place. We don't want our trust to be um, once again, in a political figure, a political system. We don't want our trust to be in the dollar. 
Uh, we don't want our trust to be in anything other than the Lord, because the Lord is the only thing that is faithful and consistent and without fail. Um, everything else, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So it's important to not put your trust on something that can be shaken, but put your trust on the Lord. Um, I know that when you're trusting in something and all of a sudden it gets shaken, it gets moved. Um, still, is it coming in and out or is it just me? All right. We quit. What's that? What'd you say? Yeah, it's probably, that's what it is, right? <laughs> Amen. Um, but when, when, when you're trusting in something and all of a sudden that thing fails or falls, it can be a, a sucker punch. You know, the Bible says that smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. You know, we, we see um, when Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he goes through the, the challenge that he goes through, immediately 11 of the 12 disciples are scattered. Why? They're hit. Something that they trusted in was removed, right? And um, uh, the, the same can be true, you know, in, in, in a marriage, or the same can be true with a job. <clears throat> same can be true, you know, if you're just walking on something. Anybody ever had the floor give out from underneath you before? Anybody ever had that happen to you and you fall down or whatever? And there's this initial kind of sucker punch or gut punch of the moment when what you're trusting in, you can't trust in any longer, right? And it can be a challenge. But um, once again, if we can take our trust all of, off of all of those things that are movable and we can place our trust in the Lord, then we can have what this verse says that we can have. We can be fruitful. Uh, we don't have to be afraid when heat comes. We don't have to be anxious. And we can continually uh, bring forth fruit. And you know what? That's what I want. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's important to not put your trust in anything else. And that's why I said earlier, a political figure is not your shepherd. You know, if, if, if a political figure uh, goes down or gets placed up, how many know political figures are going to come and go? They're going to, man. They're going to cycle in and out and on all different levels. And, um, you know, people may rejoice in one political figure and not rejoice in another political figure or whatever. But how many know as children of God, we're part of the kingdom? We have greater things, and uh, we have higher things to put our attention and our, and, our, and our focus on. Amen? And so, you know, it's really important to make sure uh, that you maintain your trust in Jesus and put your trust in Jesus and don't allow um, the world or the political climate uh, to cause you to, to, to falter or fail, man. Just don't do it. Just chill. You know, just relax. <clears throat> and so, with all that, let's turn to Numbers 13. And... Um, because there is, you know, I know that 2020 was a challenging year, but don't, don't allow your past to determine the trajectory of your future. Don't allow your past to determine the trajectory of your future. <clears throat> and I know a lot of times when you've experienced something a certain way, um, you can have a tendency to think, well, it's going to happen again, or, you know, 2021 is going to be, you know, 2022.0 or, or whatever. But <clears throat> I encourage you, don't, don't have that attitude. Don't have that expectation. You know, you don't want to develop a shell shock expectation. You know, that's kind of what PTSD does. It develops an, an expectation of something bad that's going to happen. Now, I understand there's shell shock moments and there's challenging moments, <clears throat> but once again, we don't put our hope in the trajectory 
of last year, we don't put our hope on, uh, you know, governments or, or finances or, you know, the, the American dollar or the, the British, do, British pound or any of these things. We put our trust in the Lord. We have something higher. We have something greater. And so there is blessing for all of us in 2021, and it's going to be based upon Jesus. I personally believe that there is some promised land that we can occupy in 2021. And that promised land is not a, necessarily a geographical location. That promised land is Jesus, and that promised land is in your heart, and it's in that place of rest. God does not want you living this year frantic or worried or anxious or angry or offended. That's not your place as a believer. Your place is peace. Your place is love. Your place is joy. You know, as, as I um, have an opportunity, you know, we're, we're, it's basketball season now, so I get to be out in all these basketball games and stuff, and we're going to basketball games and all that. It's so cool because I get to, I get to take the fruit of the Spirit, man, and just, just let it flow, man. You know, and how I many, and you know, talking about love and peace and joy and kindness and gentleness and all of these things. And uh, how many know that, that those things are a stark contrast to everything else that's going on? When you're a joyful, happy, loving person, you really stick out right now, right? And that's a good thing, you know, because how many know light shines in darkness? Gross darkness covers the earth, but the light is risen upon us. And so it's a great opportunity to be who we are in Christ, not only for, how many know when I'm in a place of peace, love, and joy, how many know it's good for me? Yeah, but how many know it's good for people around me too? And so, so like, we've got to make sure that we're drawing our strength from the Lord and not from anything else during this season. Amen? Because this promised land, this place of rest, this place of safety, I mean, there's a lot of people that's going to need help this year. You know, there's a lot of people that's going to need help. And so, and God wants to help people through us. Amen? God wants to, to love people and to help people and to supply for people. And, um, you know, I had posted, you know... I, the other day, I was like, you know, as a believer, it's all hands on deck. You know, this is the great, these are some of the greatest moments of ministry that, that we'll ever see in our whole lives. And I'm not talking about the pulpit. You know, pulpit's probably 1% of ministry. 99% of ministry happens outside of the church. And there's so much opportunity for ministry. People are worried. People are sad. People are afraid. And uh, it's just time to shine, right? Now, if we put our trust in the world or in the world system, how I many you know, we'll, we'll look just like them. Right, And we don't want that. We don't want to put our trust in the world or the world system. We want to put our trust in the Lord. We want to draw strength from the Lord. And there is a place of promised land for us to occupy. So Numbers 13, and uh, you know, this is the, the natural promised land that the children of Israel went to after they came out of Egypt. And uh, I'm just going to teach a little bit on this to help and pull out some spiritual truths that's going to help us occupy our promised land for 2021. Numbers 13 and verse 27, and this is the spies who spied out the land and saw that it was good. They said, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It flows of milk and honey, and this is its fruit. And so they're, you know, they're showing that, you know, this is a land. It's a good land. It's a great land. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Have you guys had a time in your life when you had the peace of God? Is it a good land? Have you guys had a time in your life when you had the joy of the Lord? Is it a good place? It is. Have you had a time in your life when you knew the Lord loved you and that love was flowing through you? It's good, right? That's a good place. That's the place we want to occupy. <clears throat> so 
We, and this is just being in the spirit, right? Not being in the flesh, not being carnal, not being angry, not being offended, being in the spirit. How many know that's a good place? And how many know that the realm of the spirit is more powerful than the realm of the natural? So we have this, we have a place to occupy, right? It's a good land. We've been there. We want to maintain this place. The Bible says to labor to enter into that place of rest. I mean, you know, there, is an el- there can be an element of labor. I mean, you know, sometimes you've got to climb up on the recliner. <laughs> sometimes you've got you to lay down in the bed. You've got to take the covers. You've got to make yourself comfortable, right? Well, this place of peace that God has for you, this place of rest, um, it, it may take some time. You know, me and my family and I, we all sit, we, or I sat down with my wife the other day, and we went through Psalm 27 together before we went to this basketball game. We just sat down and we just went through it together and all the promises that were in it, right? What were we doing? Well, we were laboring to make sure that we maintain that place of rest, right? And so uh, there, there is a rest for us. There's a Sabbath rest and there's a promised land for us and it's a good land, amen? Now, uh, if you go down to, uh, to the next verse, uh, this is the other report. It says, Numbers 13, verse 28, it says, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that there will be challenges in 2021? <laughs> yes, there will. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, you prophesying? No, I'm just telling you what I know about being on earth. <laughs> There's going to be challenges, right? How many know that when God gave them the promised land, it wasn't a land that had all the giants removed? There were still giants that were in the land, right? And so in, 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 your, <clears throat> in your promised land, in the days ahead, in the place of your heart, there's going to be challenges. But this is really important. I want you guys to get this. Your attitude toward those challenges are going to determine whether you conquer the giants or not. How many of the children of Israel were called to conquer the giants? Amen. How many know God wasn't going to conquer them by himself, he was going to do it with the children of Israel. It's a co-laboring, right? Um, certainly the Lord is the one that fights our battles, uh, but how I many know he calls us to trust him in the process? He calls us to occupy that place of rest. He also calls us to be spirit-led in the things that we do. Amen? What we say in all of these things. And so there is a promised land ahead for us in 2021, but there are giants there, Right? But that's okay because the Lord is with us, okay? <clears throat> now, uh, we drop down to verse 30, and we see two different perspectives, okay? We see the pers- there was 10 spies that went in the land. Excuse me, 12 spies that went in the land. 10 um, had the wrong perspective. Two had the right perspective. Two enjoyed the promised land. 10 died in the wilderness, right? Has a lot to do with perspective, with the way that you see something, right? How many know that we can see something a certain way, but then how many know that we can also see something the way God sees it? Y'all tracking me here? How many know the way God sees something many times can be different than the way that we see something? And we want to be able to see it the way God sees it. And the two of these 12 spies saw things the way God saw them, and 10 did not. Okay? So anyway, Numbers 13 and verse 30, it says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against this people, for they are stronger 
than we. Now, let's stop here for a moment and, and let's, let's take a look at this. Caleb and Joshua, of course, they go into the promised land. They occupy it. And they said, hey, we're well able to overcome it. The other people said, we can't because they're stronger weight. Now, let's say there was a giant in the church today. It was just a giant, right? How I many of you know the giant is probably going to be stronger than anybody here? So the issue, God knew there would be giants that would be stronger than them. But God says, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to help you to overcome the giant. So I'm here to tell you right now, there's going to be things that happen in your 2021 that are going to be stronger than you. But you don't have to face it alone. You don't have to face it by yourself. The Lord will be with you. Amen. But it's important that you keep his perspective on it and not take up the world's perspective on it or not, and not take up um, anything other than his perspective on it. Amen. <clears throat> and so... But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in are men of great stature. 2021 is going to be awful. It's going to be, it's going to be even worse than 2020, and it's going to be awful, and it's so bad, and everything's awful. Shut up. You know, just shut up. Just stop, Okay. Are there going to be challenges? Yes. But the Lord God Almighty is going to be with you. He's going to be with you, and he's going to be with your family. And you may be facing something that's, that, that's big and it's strong, but it's not stronger than your God. And it's not stronger than his faithfulness towards you. Now, if you're putting your trust in man, then you are not going to be in a good place. Don't put your trust in man. Can you get an amen? Don't put your trust in, 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 in anything other than the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Anything that you face next year, is it going to be stronger than the Lord? <laughs> a single thing, man. Not one thing is going to be stronger than the Lord, right? And, and how many know that the Lord is going to be with you and he's going to help you to overcome? But he needs you and I to know that he's with us and that he's going to help us to overcome and to maintain his perspective of victory, his perspective of overcoming. Amen? We, it's very important to do that. We don't want to, we don't want to fall in, in lines of, of the wrong perspective. Once again, how many know 10 did not make it in, 2 did? Now, here's the thing. This perspective, God's perspective, how many know it's the minority? If you want to see things the way God sees things, you're, you're going to be the few. <laughs> you just are. It's a, get comfortable fighting in Gideon's army. Don't feel insecure about it. It's just a part of, it's just a part of earth, you know? Um, it, because the way God does things is so different. But how many know that the path of life, it, it's a narrow path? Broad is the way of destruction. I, I honestly don't believe that's talking about salvation. I believe that's talking about living in victory on earth. I do. I believe that. And, and so, but you, we have to maintain God's perspective. We don't need to be scared of 2021. We don't need to be afraid of what's happening in the world. We don't need to be afraid of all the shaking that's happening. How many know that our God is with us? Amen? So just relax. Just relax. Amen? So then they go on with their same perspective. And they say, there we saw the giants the descendants of Anak from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Such a sad moment. The children of God, 
the, the mightiest people in the world, but because they perceive the giants as being too big for them and too big for their God, the giants looked at them like they were grasshoppers and they were not grasshoppers. Are y'all tracking me here? And so we want to make sure that we maintain the proper perspective and we see things the way God sees things and we don't fall into the trap of seeing things the way that the world sees things, right? Now, turn to Numbers 14. And I just want to make this statement towards you because I think it's going to help all of us out. To flourish in 2021, we have to change our attitude toward adversity, To flourish in 2021, we have to change our attitude toward adversity. How many know as a whole, we want things to be easy? As a whole, we want things to be comfortable. We don't want things to be difficult, right? But here's the thing. Development doesn't happen in times of ease. Development happens in times of challenge, And I know no one is probably super excited about that statement, but there's great opportunity um, to develop. But in order to develop, there's going to be elements of diversity. There's going to be elements of challenge. You know, I often think about this. You know, I go to the gym six days a week to create an atmosphere of adversity. (laughs) You know, I go there to, to give myself a challenge so that I can grow, right? You know, there, there's no, there's, I mean, you know, in order to be physically fit, there is an element of adversity that you have to go through in order for that to happen, right? Come on, exercise, come on, that dirty word that we all don't want to talk about, right? In order, in order for that to happen, there has to be some adversity in order for that development to happen. How I many know it's the same way for people's minds? How I many know if people don't use their minds and they don't use their minds and they don't use their minds, that their minds can start, start to stop being sharp, right? And so in order for us to, to grow, in order for us to stay sharp, there has to be an element of adversity. But how many know it's important to have the right attitude towards adversity in order for things to, in order for us to conquer, right? See, two of the 12 looked at the giants and were not afraid. Two of the 12 looked at the giants and said, they are bread for us. And those were the two guys that made it in, right? So I'm not, I'm not here to tell you that 2021 is going to be a year that's void of challenge. But what I am saying is that God will be with you in the challenge, and there's great opportunity to develop this year in your relationship with God. 2020, I developed I develop more personally than I have in probably the, the preceding 20 years. There, there's a lot of opportunity to develop. How many know when everything's shaking, you find out what you're trusting in? Right? And 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 sometimes you get you get the rug pulled out from underneath you and you realize that I was trusting in something that I shouldn't have been trusting in. Now the beauty of the kingdom is how many know you can make a change in one moment. You can change what you trust in in one second, you can make your change. Now these guys, you know, their 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 story was a little bit different. They were set up in typologies and stuff. But how many you know as a as a born again child of God, you can you can unplug your trust from one thing and you can plug your trust into something else in just a moment's time, right? And so I'm going to say this: our attitude towards adversity is really important in 2021. Now, Numbers 14 and verse five it says, "Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel." 
But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The, Lord, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Now, notice these guys didn't say that there weren't giants. They weren't denying the fact that there were giants. They weren't denying the fact that there were challenges and problems. But what they did say, they said, if the Lord delight in us, then he's going to give us the land. How I many of you know the whole point of coming out of Egypt is so that they can occupy the promised land? Amen. How I many you know the whole point, God had planned on giving them the land the whole time, Right? A whole time, this was, this was God's will to give them the land, right? He never didn't want to give them the land. How many know God has a plan to give you a good 2021? Amen. According to his grace, according to his majesty, according to his goodness. Now, once again, it's not going to be a, a year that's, that, that there's no giants or challenges, but how many know as we understand the gospel and we understand the love of God, how many know the Lord delights in you? Can I get an Amen. We should have a, gra- a greater revelation of the Lord's delight in us than Joshua and Caleb had. I mean, we have a better covenant than what they have. I mean, we have a, we have a better, we have, we have a true Savior. They were looking into prophetically what we are actually enjoying. So let me ask you a question. Does the Lord delight in you? Then you're going to have a good 2021, amen? You're going to have a good year. Now, you're going to have challenges, but the Lord's going to help you with it, Amen. And then they make the most interesting statement. I love this statement. And, and, and I'll, I'll read it to you again in context. So they said, the Lord, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. And if the Lord delights in us, and he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows of milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Listen to me. Your challenges in 2021 are your bread, and it's going to feed you if you'll let it. If you'll let it. How I many you know a giant can take you out, or a giant can be your promotion point? All depends on how you look at it. Ten of the 12 spies feared the giants. And they died in the wilderness. Now, I'm not saying it's a life and death situation. I'm not taking it to that level. But how many know when the children of Israel all fleeing before Goliath, one young man who was clearly not as strong as the giant said, that guy's my bread. That guy's my ticket to the palace. That guy's my ticket to tax exemption for my family. I get to marry the king's daughter. Like, how many know David walked around and found out what the reward was? He did, and everybody tried to talk him out of His brothers tried to make fun of him. They all tried to give him a hard time. He said, oh, so you're saying this? He's saying that? I said, oh, okay. Because he knew this was not an issue of a little boy and a giant. This giant was defying God. So in, in your 2021, it's not just an issue of your personal battle. How many know that you are the Lord's anointed? How many know you are the apple of his high? You are his child. And the Lord does not want any harm to come your way. The Lord wants to give you the victory. Can I get an amen? I need an amen. Because your attitude, your attitude towards this is going to determine how it's going to happen. We have to, the giants are our bread. Okay? Now, that, that giant can be physical. That giant can be financial. That giant could be fear. That giant could be, uh, it could be a million different things. Um, there's all different kinds of challenges, you know. 
that giant could be, there's a lot of different things that it can be, but how many know the giant is not greater than the Lord? It's just not. Never is. And so when you see the adversity, know this, God's with you, and you and the Lord together are going to overcome it. Amen? And it's going to feed you. It's going to feed you. I stand before you today, the greatest strengths in my life have come from my places of greatest weakness. Seriously, the greatest strengths in my life, the place where the Lord was strong for me, the place where my ministry even happens, is in all my places of weakness. Because in every one of my places of weakness, the Lord was strong for me, and the Lord overcame. And now it's a testimony. Now I minister all the time to people who were, who were dealing with drug addiction. All the time. That was my place of weakness, right? How I many you know it's now become a place of strength that I can lend a helping hand to people, Right? Uh, I minister to people all the time that have come out of uh, sexual addiction and pornography and stuff like that. That was a place of tremendous weakness in my life. Now it's a place of strength by the grace of God, and I, I get to lend hope to other people and let them know you don't have to live like that, man. And and the the list goes you know on and on. And when we you know we were you know believing God for a child, and and it didn't didn't happen for ten years. Yeah, getting tons. We have, we gotta slow this train down. Brother Johnson making the call, you know, joining the V Club. Hallelujah. Yeah, we done here. So, amen. Lord, this blessing Abraham, it's wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let's direct it in some other other places. <laughs> We're running out of room in the house, you know. Amen. It's all good, though. But all those places of weakness became places of strength. Can I get an amen? How many of you know it's the same in your own life? Those are your testimony and stuff like that. It's that place of weakness that's become the place of strength. And so this year, don't run from the giants. Run towards the giants. They are your bread. It is, man. It is. Don't run from the giants. Run towards the giants. You know, one of the reasons that people spend a lot of time anxious and worried is they have a problem and they just they want to, they don't want to do anything about it. And they just want to procrastinate and procrastinate and procrastinate. And you know I, I've definitely been like that in my life. You know you just have something like I don't want to deal with that. But what that thing does is it just gnaws in the back of your mind. It tries to overshadow your thought process. Even if you're not thinking about it, it's just back there. And so, but the the thing you need to do is go at it, go towards it. Is it greater than your God? It's not, is it? Will the Lord give you the victory? Yes. Will the vi- the now listen, the victory might not happen in the way that you think it's going to happen. But the victory is going to happen. Can't get an amen. The giants are our bread. Amen. That's key. It's huge. You know my dog. You know we all know my dog, right? Praise God. My dog chewed through the neighbor's fence the other day. The whole daggone fence. Put a hole in the fence. And the neighbor's like, I think your dog's in my backyard. And I was like, for real? And I look back there, he chewed through the whole, the whole fence, right? So my prayer is, Lord, change the dog, right? No, the Lord's changing me. I now have peace. <laughs> Even then, I mean, I, got, I was upset for a little bit, but I got right back in peace. Let, let, let patience have its perfect work in that you may be perfect and tired. The, the peace that that dog is developing in me is more important than the things that he's messed up. It's, it's the truth. Because you know what? As that develops in me, like earlier when our live stream went down, 
We were those of you watching online, you probably don't know this, but our live stream now, and on my phone. Now, there's a time when that would have really upset me, right? And I would have been frantic, but I wasn't. I had peace. Just take care of it, relax, reboot, move forward. It's okay. Yeah. Well, it is all you can do, but you can do it one of two ways. You can be super upset about it, or you can have peace the whole time. Yeah, that's right, man. And and like that's see, and that's development. That's bread. That's something that is developing. And and so you have to understand that whatever this world throws at you, God will work it for your good. I don't care what it is. When you get that attitude and you get that in the forefront of your mind, whatever this world throws at you, it, it's like, okay, that's going to be bread for me. I'm going to feed on that. I'm going to feed on that giant. How I many know oh, that's the proper attitude? The improper attitude is to run from the giant. Or pretend the giant isn't there. <laughs> you know? Or just put it off and put it off and put it off. No, run towards it. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be stronger than the giant. That's the good news, right? You don't have to be stronger than the giant. No, you don't. If you were stronger than the giant, then you'd get credit for the victory. When David beat the giant, there was not one single person that thought David beat it because David was such a powerful warrior. You ever notice that's how God likes to give victory? We have have to be real careful giving credit to a person for any type of victory in the kingdom of God. How many of the glory's got to always be the Lord's glory? That's a safe place, man. It's a healthy place. And so... You don't have to be stronger than the giant, but you just you do have to know that the Lord is with you. You do have to know that the cross is a success. You do have to know that you're forgiven. See, even if the giant was of your own design, even if you created the giant, I've had giants that I've created. I've had trouble that I've stirred up and I've messed up. See, just because you created the giant doesn't mean you've got to fight the giant alone. You don't have to do anything alone. You have to understand that. You have a God. You have a father, you have a shepherd, you have a savior. You are not alone, ever. But the, the, the key perspective here, the, the, these guys had two perspectives. A, um, the giant um, is bread for us, and B, the Lord delights in us. The Lord delights in us, the giant's bread for us. And, and you know, I love Caleb's attitude. Like, I love Caleb. I love this guy. <clears throat> and he, like... And we're not going to go to the passage of Scripture for sake of time, but like 40 years later, this guy's 85 years old, right? And he's like, I love it. And and see, this is the attitude we need for longevity, for victory, for overcoming adversity. Caleb said, I'm as strong today as when the Lord told us to go into the promised land. And then God called Caleb out and said, Caleb has a different spirit. How many know if you have this type of attitude, you're going to be different? If you're the type of person that runs toward the giant, you're going to be different. You're not going to be like everybody else. How many know most people run from the giant? But you know that your God is for you and you run towards the giant. Can't get an amen. And then Caleb said, I want the mountain with all the giants on it. Hebron. He said, I don't just want the promised land. I want the most difficult part of the promised land to conquer. I love this guy. And this bro is 85 years old. I mean, to me, Caleb even stands above Joshua in his attitude towards giants. 
and he and he went to the mountain with all the giants on it, and he conquered that thing, and it was his inheritance because he had this attitude. The giants are bred for us. He's like, I'm a giant slayer. I'm looking for the giant. I'm looking for the adversity because when it comes, it's development for me. All things work together for your good. All things work together for your good. All things work together. All things, everything works together for your good. Can't get an amen. Why? Because the Lord loves you and you love the Lord and you're called according to his purpose. Amen? And, And so... That is the attitude that we need to have going into 2021. When adversity comes, think to yourself, there's, there's development. Me and the Lord are going to overcome this together. And how many of you know there's big problems and there's small problems? There's all different kinds of problems. But once again, your promised land is not a geographical location. It's your place of rest and your place of peace. Can't get an Amen. You know, even basketball. Basketball used to used to tear me up, man. I used to get upset at basketball and stuff like that. I'm talking about middle school, high school basketball. And you know what? It's not doing that this year. I've had peace the whole time. I mean, I know that may be a small thing, you know, but but maybe you got a family member that always upsets you. You know, maybe you have a pet like me that that has upset you. Maybe you have uh, challenges with your job or challenges with your situation. I'm telling you that adversity is an opportunity to develop and allow the peace of God to be greater than the storm around you. Can I get an amen? See, we need to have a positive attitude towards adversity because if we don't, then how many know there's an opportunity for 2021 to roll over us like a steamroller? I don't want that. I don't want that for me personally. I don't want that for my family, and I don't want that for you guys. Let's run towards the giants, and let's overcome. Can I get an amen? The giants are bred for us. Amen? But that's, that's a key element of the... Now, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, please, and we'll continue moving forward here. You don't grow when everything is easy. <laughs> Nobody likes this kind of message, man. But it's true. You don't grow when everything's easy. You know? I mean, in in the easiest, you know, you know, the easiest example of course is is exercise. Like you grow through adversity. I go to the gym and I increase my adversity on a regular basis so that my development can increase. Right? Same thing for mental. Like my my son, my my 15-year-old, he would love to just not go to school. <laughs> Like he would love to not go to school, you know. And one of his classes, he's got a, he's got a really a challenging math teacher, and she's not challenging because she can't teach. She's challenging because she can teach, and she get, teaches him a bunch of stuff and gives him a bunch of work. Now, here's the thing. Now, you know, we all we like ease, but but how many know it's important for him to get through school and to overcome school so that he can move forward, right? And and and, and so it, it may not be fun in the moment, but it, it you know. The giant isn't bred until he's slayed. Before he's slayed, you can't feed on him. Before he's slayed, he just runs his mouth. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you out financially. I'm going to take out your marriage. I'm going to take out your children. I'm going to take out your, your, the health of your body. I'm going to take you out. I'm gonna take, I mean, he's going to run his mouth. That's what he does. But you've got to, by the grace of God, run towards him and pop him upside the head so that he can become bred. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's going he's gonna to feed. You know, just like earlier when I was talking about the situation, you know, with the dog and all that, I'm operating in a place of patience that I've never operated in in my life. 
Seriously, I've not been the most patient person. I kind of have, you know, people that tend to have a little bit of a prophetic personality, we tend to be a little bit um, spontaneous, you know, and we, in, in, um, spontaneous isn't the word that I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for? Not even that word. It's uh, uh, reactive covers it, but um, what's the other word for spontaneous when someone is... uh, Impulsive, yes. Thank you for that. Impulsive, because when you when you're flowing into when you're when you're flowing prophetically or when you're prophetically teaching, you're you're just flowing. You're not afraid to step out into what God's saying to do. It's a great quality. But if you if that thing, the enemy will try to use your strength against you, and 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 try to get you. He always does anything that you're strong in. He'll try to use against you. Um, and so there's no reason why uh, we can't be patient. You know, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. In James, where it says, "Let patience have its perfect work in the, in you, that you may be perfect and entire, um, not wanting for anything, not lacking for anything." You know, there's some patient development that can happen in traffic. Can I get an amen? In traffic, in driving your car, right? How I many you know you can drive? You know, and I've shared this before, but people driving slow in the fast lane. That's the primary thing that, that, that bothers me in driving. Like, I don't care if you use your turn signal. I don't care. Even if you cut me off in traffic, it's like, I, I, I mean, that bothers me, but not as bad as driving slow in the fast lane. Driving slow, when someone drives slow in the fast lane, they mess up the entire flow of traffic. <laughs> yeah, and it's been a, cha- it's been a challenge. Like, and so, like, so I will take it upon myself to parent this person, <laughs> which is wrong. I know it's wrong. No, I drive by. I just want to make eye contact with them as I'm passing them in the right lane. You know, I just want to be like, you, you know you're wrong. You know, now that's, that's not in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's not good, and I'm not saying that it is. But what I am saying is that this patience that the Lord is developing will allow me to enjoy my journey when people around me are acting foolishly. I mean, you can drive one or two ways. You can be happy and enjoy the ride, or you can allow other people to upset you. It is, man. And you know what? I'm not participating. <laughs> I'm going to link into the spirit. I'm going to link into the kingdom, and I'm not going to allow someone to rob me of peace. Now, Facebook used to rob me of peace. When I first got on Facebook, I was the last person on earth to get on Facebook. I was like the last person to get on yeah, you're right. Or no, Tim, actually, Tim. Tim was. Tim's the last. Tim is the last person on earth to get on Facebook. Actually, Dan's probably still not on Facebook. Are you? Dan? Never mind. Dan's the only. He's the wise one. Dan's like I ain't getting on no Facebook. Yeah, Dave, Dan's wise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two edged sword. It's a two edged sword. But it used to would rob me of peace. Like Facebook used to rob me of peace. You know what? Today it does not rob me of peace. Amen. It doesn't rob me of peace. I mean, if someone wants to argue, someone wants to fight, eh. You know, it's not, it's not, it, it doesn't have that power over me. How many know that's development? Come on, give me an amen. Help me out up here. Development, right? How many know that used to be something that would, that would rob me of peace? Or someone driving fat, you know, slow in the left lane or, or dog chewing all this stuff. How many know you can maintain, you can, the peace inside of you can be stronger than the turmoil around you? Come on. This is what I got. I mean, you know, this is your promised land. This is. Not some geographical location. I'm talking about you having peace in the midst of the challenge, in the midst of the storm. Amen. I mean, I'm talking about you having rest and trusting in the Lord and not being scared, not living your life afraid. This is your promised land. Amen. I don't know about you guys. I want this. 
Like I want this in my life. I don't I don't want to live I don't want to be like everybody else. I mean, you know, we're called to be uncommon. As believers, we're called to be uncommon. We're called to be different. We're not called to live enraged. You're not called to live angry. Okay? Now, you take a stand for what's right, you take a stand for what's true, but I'm telling you right now, if you live enraged, angry, and offended, it will wear you out. And you're fighting in the devil's kingdom. You're not fighting from your position of victory. Enemy's always trying to, trying to get you into a fight. Always trying to get you to go down to his level. You know, there was a time when someone could comment on something that I posted on Facebook and it'd mess with me all day. It'd rob me of peace. Not anymore. Amen. Not anymore. I, they, your critics should not have the power to rob you of peace. Your critics should not have the power to live in your mind. You know, there, there are people who, who, you know, who hurt me and stuff years and years ago. Those people used to live in my mind. They don't live there anymore. <laughs> They've been cast out. My attention to my folk. Now, they try to move back in, but I choose what I focus on. Can I get an amen? You choose what you focus on. And if you're focusing on stuff that's making you mad and angry and offended and upset and keeping you arguing and fighting, you, that's not the Prince of Peace and that's not the kingdom. <clears throat> How many know you can take your stand, which I think you should take your stand according to, the, to truth, but you can take your stand from a place of peace? Because as long as someone challenging your stand can knock you out of your position of peace, you don't believe it like you need to believe it yet. You follow me? Like now I'm at a place, there's a time in my life when when someone questioned the gospel, it'd get me all upset. I don't anymore. Like just because someone else doesn't understand it doesn't mean it's true. (laughs) Like I'm enjoying it, you know, and so I don't have to convince you in order to know that I'm convinced. So I don't have to fight with them anymore. I don't have to convince them anymore. I can just enjoy Jesus. So continue to take, you know, any stand that the Lord leads you in, but take it out of a place of peace, you know? And, and I go back to this analogy all the time, but I think it's such a clear analogy. You know, my three-year-old is three, 15-year-old is 15. Uh, my 15-year-old can take the, t- the three-year-old's nose and make him so upset. Ah, he's got my nose, he's got my nose, you know, and freaking out and all this stuff. But how many know the day and time is going to come where he enters into rest concerning the position of his nose. <laughs> no, not yet. It's still going to take some time. <clears throat> but the day and time will come when he's fully convinced that no one can take his nose. Right? It's going to happen, and that's not going to work anymore. How many know that God wants to bring us to a place where we are convinced that no one can take our victory? That no one can take our right standing with God, including ourselves. How many know that's a place of rest? How many know that's a place of confidence? See, boldness is not displayed in being loud. Boldness is displayed in rest. The Bible says that the righteous are bold as lions. How do you, most of the time, how many know a lion's not roaring? How many know most of the time a lion's at rest? You know why? Because a lion is not threatened. Right? Amen. So anyway, with, with all that, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 
and we have a promised land that we need that that we are invited to occupy this year. We have giants that are going to be bred for us. We're going to have adversity that's going to develop us, but we need to make sure that we know God's with us and he's with us to help us to overcome. We see a powerful truth in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. It says, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. So this is Paul wanting a circumstance to change. This is Paul praying that it's going to change. And the circumstance does not change the way Paul wants it to change. And, this is, and the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. What, what does that mean? How many know that God was developing something in Paul in his place of need, in his place of weakness? So Paul beginning to understand this, how I many know victory comes a lot of different ways? Right? And, and development happens a lot of different ways. How I many know sometimes things don't happen the way that you thought they were going to happen? <laughs> no amens. It's cool. I'll amen my own message. It's all good. Amen. <laughs> okay, it's cool. It's cool. I'm soliciting amens. I'm going to stop. Um, but it's true, though. But at the same time, there's development that happens in our place of weakness. And so Paul makes this statement. He says, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. How many know in our place of weakness, the Lord is strong? You don't have to be stronger than the giant. You don't have to be. It's okay. You don't have to be stronger than the giant. You know, God's not asking you to be strong in 2021. God's asking you to, be, to trust that he will be strong for you. It's the biggest difference in the world. Legalism always presupposes upon man's strength. Grace reveals that it's not our strength, it's the Lord's strength. How many know that, that you know who defeated that giant? How many know it wasn't David that defeated the giant? It was the Lord. Right? Now, David had to be the one that trusted the Lord and moved towards the giant. But he believed that the Lord was with him. How I many know Caleb at 85 years old, it wasn't him that was out slaying the giants on the mountain. How I many know the Lord was given in the victory? How I many the Lord would have given the victory to all 12 of the spies if they had just trusted that the Lord was going to delight in them and the Lord was going to give it to them? Can I get an amen? Because really the real issue, it's not about your strength or the giant's strength. It's not about your strength or the, or the adversity's strength. How I many know it's about the Lord? Do we trust that the Lord's going to be with us and help us. Amen? That's the, that's, the real, that's the real issue. The person that's on trial here is not you and not even the challenge. The person that's on trial is the Lord. Is the Lord faithful? You know? How many know that, that real trust happens when things don't happen the way you want them to happen, but you still trust the Lord? That is the trial of your faith. That is the development of your faith. How many know that's something that happens over time. How I many know that requires an element of maturity? It requires an element of growing up. You know? That's that's a, that's a that's a that's a relationship dynamic. You know, right now, once again my three year old, he wants everything right now. Right now. If we say pizza, it's now. If we say ice cream, it's now. We we now we spell stuff. But we're we ha we're now he's starting to pick up on the spelling. 
Like, and, and I'm, he may even be watching this, so I don't know. So I'm giving out my secrets away. The kid is, he's the smartest kid I've ever seen. He's so smart. But we used to, it, the, the code word for ice cream in our house was ICE, right? Well, we can't do that anymore because he now knows what we're talking about when we say ICE. So now we've got to start spelling cream, C-R-E-A-M, in order to convey <laughs> what it is. Because in a three-year-old's mind, if it's spoken, it happens now. You know, you can't say we're going to grandma's house tomorrow. You can't say that because in his mind, we go to grandma's house now, you know. And so why? Because in their mind, everything must happen now. But my 15-year-old, he knows that if I tell him it's going to happen, he trusts that it's going to happen because we've developed relationship. Through relationship, he knows that he can trust what I say. May not happen today, may not happen tomorrow, but it's going to happen, Right? The three-year-old's not there yet. But how many know there was a time when Ethan was a three-year-old and everything was now? How many know there's a part of development in your relationship with the Lord when you trust Him when you don't understand what's going on? Yep. That's the trial of your faith, more precious than gold. Trusting Him when, when, you don't, when things don't go the way that you thought that they should go. Things don't happen the way that you thought they should happen. You trust Him. That's development, man. That's just development. It's just like, okay, Lord, you know, amen. That's something that takes, that takes time to develop. But what you don't want to do is lose trust in the Lord because something didn't happen the way that you thought it should happen. Amen. Don't let go of God because it didn't happen the way that you thought it should happen. Trust the Lord. Watch and see what the Lord will do. In that situation, in that circumstance. You know, the whole time I've been dealing with my dog, I want the Lord to change my dog. (laughs) But he hasn't been. He's been changing me. (laughs) Because I needed the change more than the dog did. And I'll be honest with you. I I have come, and here's the challenge a lot of times. When we don't like discomfort, we want to quit. We get, we get, it gets uncomfortable and it gets challenging. We just want to quit. Okay, God is not a quitter. Okay, and the nature of a quitter has not been placed on the inside of you. You're not a quitter either. And just because something is uncomfortable, and and I'm not saying there aren't times when seasons change and things need to change and things need to happen, those things happen. But you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about quitting. Because with this dog, I've had periods of time where I just wanted to get rid of the dog. Seriously. Like I did. But you know what? Down here, don't get rid of the dog. Dog's not the problem. Even though the dog is a problem, the dog's not the problem. The problem is my, my low level of maturity in dealing with the dog. If we're being completely honest, I need a higher level of patience <clears throat> with the dog. Amen? So the dog's not the issue. I'm the issue. <laughs> and I've been changing, and I've been having victory, and I've been... There's been but how I many you know I would never have developed these things without adversity? You know? You're not, you're not going to make any changes in a gym unless you put some weights on the bar. You know? You're not going to... You've got you to increase it, you know? And so... And life throws you plenty of adversity. You don't have to run around looking for it because it's everywhere. <clears throat> but it, with the right attitude, the giant can become your bread can become something that feeds you, something that changes you, something that nourishes you. Can I get an amen? What if every challenge that came across to you in 2020, you thought, oh, there's an opportunity 
for growth, 2021. There's an opportunity. There's a giant right there. I'm going to go towards that. Do y'all think that you'd be more likely to overcome? More likely to possess the promised land that's been given you? Can I get an amen? I just want you to, to, um, to help change your perspective so that you can win in 2021, you know? So that you can overcome, amen? But so, so Paul is you know, making these statements and the Lord's making these statements. And then Paul says, therefore, most gladly, I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And he makes this really weird statement. He says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, needs, persecutions, distresses. What a strange dude. <laughs> what, a, what a strange man, right? Now, once again, how many you know Caleb, the Lord, and I, we didn't go to that scripture, but the Lord said, no, these guys are going to the promised land except Caleb because he has a different spirit. How many know this is a different way of looking at things? And I want you to think about just the cultural climate of that day. Paul was in the Roman Empire, and they were not pro-Christianity, and he spent a portion of his time there in prison. So the, the church did not need governmental cooperation in order to flourish, the church has never needed governmental cooperation in order to flourish. In fact, we do better when we don't, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. And the early church was birthed and flourished and set the, set the whole world on fire under a, a regime that didn't necessarily agree with it. And Paul had challenging moments and challenging times. But how many know that we have these jewels of Scripture as a result of the furnace fires of the early church's political climate in the world that they lived in? Amen? You know, I, you know, pro, you know what area probably has one of the strongest churches on earth? The, China. We don't hear nothing about them, you know, because we don't get to hear much about them. But, like, those people don't have denominations. <laughs> Those people don't have doctrinal disputes. Those people have got to hear God and be led by God in order to survive. And so as a result of all of that persecution and adversity, that's an extremely strong church. <clears throat> Their church probably looks a whole lot more like the early church than the American church does. <laughs> when, 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 we, when we don't have a common enemy, when we don't have some persecution, we get lazy. And, and, and we just all kinds of other things. We, we, you, you just can't be David without a giant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you can't have the promised land without some giants. And so Paul has this unusual, he says, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak... Then I am strong. When I am weak, when you are facing something that's stronger than you and greater than you, there is a strength that comes on your life, and that adversity turns into a place of bread, turns into a place of feeding, turns into a place of development. I want this attitude. I want this attitude. Now, how many know this attitude is not automatic? Like, most people don't have this attitude. But how many do you, we could develop it though? We could change the way we think 
and we could see adversity as opportunity to see God move. Y'all tracking me here? Because he never promised you a life without challenge. Like, I know there's a period of of branches of Christianity that said that, but that's not scriptural. Like, you're going to have challenges, but he's going to be with you in the challenges. Amen? Turn to James, and we'll close right here. This morning in my prayer time, and I already had this prepared, but the Lord spoke the book of James to me. So I really think we'll probably be diving into this book in the future. Um, but there's just so much, there's so much goodness that's in here. Um, but you know, there, there, here's the, 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 the climate of the time here. This is when there was tremendous persecution, right? To the believers and they were scattered everywhere. Right. And, um, and this is, this is where this book, this letter comes from. James chapter one, verse one says, James, a bond servant of God of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad greeting. They were under a, a real challenging time. And then he makes this statement. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now here's the same attitude again. Paul says, I, I, I take pleasure in it. Caleb said, give me, give me the mountain with the giants on it. Uh, David said, I'm going after the giant. And then James says, count it all joy. Now, as a whole, most of us, when we read that, we just think, oh, that's weird. And, and, and really, or at least I have. I don't know if everybody has. But then I would just kind of crack jokes about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yep, count it all joy. Count it all joy. And, but, like, he really, he really felt this way. Otherwise, he wouldn't have wrote it this way. Because, I mean, the integrity of the Scriptures are going to be preserved because it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So Paul really did take pleasure in challenges because he's about to see the power of Christ overshadow him. And James said, count it all joy when you have challenges, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like the concept of being perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. That is a great concept. I like that. I want that, Right? But I don't know about all that other stuff. <laughs> like, I want the perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. That's what I want. But how I many know oh, there appears to be a process that you have to go through of development in order to get that? Amen? Amen. Amen. There is. No matter what it is. Yes. That's right. No way around it. That's good. Yeah. It's easy. And, and there's no pain there whatsoever. Yeah. It's good. I mean, anything. And so there's an element of development. Now, the, the thing about it is your spirit's fully developed when you receive Christ. You're the righteousness of God. Everything's for free. You know, you have all blessing. It's all been given to you. But how many know there, there's development in renewing your mind? And, and, and there is development in in our in our walk with the Lord there's an element of development and so we want the perfect complete lacking nothing um, but there is some adversity that has to be accomplished in order to get there for any for anything you know and and so we have to we in order for us to really triumph and flourish in 2021 we have to change our attitude towards adversity let's let, let's look at it as opportunity to see the Lord move 
opportunity to grow, an opportunity to feed, opportunity for bread, amen? And let's run towards the giant. Let's not run away, amen? These are all key elements. Why? Because we're strong and we're mighty? No, 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 not at all. Because our Lord is strong and our Lord is mighty, amen? And there are people that need your victory. See, it's not just about you. It's not just about your comfort. There are people that need, that need you, people that you don't know. You know, you know, we as a church, I mean, sometimes I don't think we realize what type of um, influence we have all over the world, you know, and the things that we do here, the, the, you know, when people give into the ministry and people serve in media and, 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 and all the things that we do, all the, you know, different serving and helping and leading that happens here, we're all doing, we're all helping people. That's what the body of Christ is. And the body of Christ is in this place where like the beginning of this chapter, everybody's scattered, Everybody got sucker punched. Everybody's scattered. And uh, it's, it's time to not be scattered. You know, it's time to, to and, and you know, and, and you got to do what you're comfortable with as far as congregating and coming to church. But, I mean, there is a showing upness online or uh, through giving or through prayer or through whatever that, we, we, we can't allow this world to separate us to the point that we're alone. We can't allow this world to put us in a state of fear. We can't allow this world to, to get us to just focus on ourselves. How many you know fear makes you very self-focused? Got to save me. Got to help me. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. Ha, ah, me. No, that's not the kingdom. The kingdom understands that the Lord is going to take care of you and the Lord wants to take care of people through you. I mean, the only way to keep fear out of your life is to receive love and give love. It's not enough to just receive love. You've got to give it. Can I get an amen? You've got to let that love flow through you. You're not just a pond that um, just congregates the, the water, you know, and just keeps it there and lets it just, you know, it's, you're, you're a stream, man. It's got to flow through you. And that's more than just at the church. I mean, you know, that's in your, in your lives at home and uh, in, in your workplace and, you know, wherever you're at, man, God wants love flowing through you. And, and we as the church, man, uh, we, 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 your victory, it's not just about you. <clears throat> there are other people that need you. And, and we're, I mean, you know, we're called to help in 2021. We're called to help. We've got to help people, man. We've got to love people. We've got to help people. I think some of the greatest opportunities for ministry are ahead of us. I really do. I think we're going to have a lot of opportunity to help people and direct people to Jesus, man. And, uh, but we have to make sure that we, that we keep this attitude and we continue to move forward. Now, I'm going to read this same passage to you out of Amplify because I think it brings out some good stuff. James chapter 1, verse 1. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered abroad amongst the Gentiles in the dispersions, greetings, rejoice. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, Whenever you are enveloped or encounter trials of any sort or fall into any temptations, be assured and understand that the trial and the proving of your faith brings out endurance, steadfastness, and patience. See, that word for patience in the Greek's word, hupomone, and it means more than just patience. It's endurance, steadfastness. How many of you know it's consistency, faithfulness? Um. It says, but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work that you may be people perfectly and fully developed 
with no defects, lacking in nothing. Fully, fully developed. Fully de- so there's a development that's happening. There's a development process to be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. And that's when we go back to count it all joy. Amen? So our attitude towards adversity in this next year, let's, let's, let's change it a little bit. And let's make sure that we see it as opportunity for growth. Let's make sure that we, we recognize the giants are bred for us. Let's make sure that we know the Lord is delighting in us and we have a piece of promised land to occupy. Now, here's the thing. No one can make you do that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you, you have to make the decision to look at things differently. Look at things the way the Lord looks at them, right? Like, I can't make my wife do it. I can't make my children do it. I can't make you do it. Only thing I can do is I can do it. And, I, and, and in me doing it, and make and it doesn't mean you you do it right all the time. I mean, you know, as a believer, you so, you know you make mistakes. It's not like you're going to have this flawless 2021. You know, no, no, you're going to make mistakes. But please understand that everything that I've just been saying, the adversity is opportunity for growth. Amen. It really is. It's opportunity because people need help, and you're down here. A part of the reason you're still here is you're here to help. Can I get an amen? If we all just got saved and went straight to heaven, and, oh, they got saved, they're gone, they're in heaven. I mean, the reason you're still down here is, is people need help. You're part of a kingdom. Like, there's a job that's being done down here. There's, 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 there's the work of the ministry to do. There's helping people. And that doesn't mean you're building somebody's vision in their church, and their church has this vision, and you got to join in their vision. No, 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 I don't agree with that at all. No, no, you're just a part of the kingdom, and God wants to see love, peace, joy, kindness, good. And he wants to see the character of Jesus flowing through you so that you can be a help, so that you can be a blessing. I mean, you know, sometimes when people are really afraid, you can be a place of comfort. You can, be a, you can be a place of, and here's the thing, as that love flows to you and through you, I mean, not only does it help those around you, I mean, it helps you. I mean, I think Dan and I were talking about this last week or, or whatever, but man, when we, when we just, just make a decision to help people and to give to people, and it does something for us. That's why the Bible says it's more blessed to give than receive, because like, we, we don't, we're not just self-focused and thinking about ourselves, Amen. <clears throat> and there's so much there's so much development that that happens there and um and so yeah let's 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 overcome let's win you know we can we can do that you know we can we can we can for sure do that Be- and here's the thing because you're going through 2021 either way <laughs> like you know, it's not like you have an. It's not like you can opt out and, and take a way around it. Now I'm going straight to 2022, Jeremiah. <laughs> I can't go. I mean, 2020, you couldn't opt out of that. You had to go through it. So you have a decision to make. You can either overcome, or you can be overcome. But you're going through anyway. So might as well run towards the giant. Might as well run towards the adversity. Can't get an amen. And let me also lay out once again that your enemy is not a person or a people. You do not war against flesh and blood. That's not scriptural. This isn't the old covenant. We're not trying to go around cutting this, you know, the try, trying to circumcise Philistines. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to kill people. We're not trying to come against people. I mean, you know, every person that is your enemy is one step away from becoming your brother or sister in Christ. So you got to maintain your peace and feed them the love of God and feed them the gospel so that they can change. The enemy's always baiting Christians into fighting. Well, now nah, we're mad. 
mad. We're fighting. Rah, we're mad at you. We're mad at you. Rah, 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 rah. Cutting everybody's ears off. And the Lord's like putting ears back on. I'm trying to save these people, trying to save these people. Don't cut off their ability to hear with your arrogance. Amen. Don't cut off their ability to hear with your arrogance. That was just Spirit of God right there. <clears throat> don't, don't cut off their ability to hear with arrogance. We, don't, we are not an arrogant, prideful, offended people. We're not like them. We're different. If we act, just, enemy loves to get us mad. He loves to get us fighting. He loves to bait us into a battle. And there we are, worn with flesh and blood, and the kingdom's over there sitting in the corner. We're cutting off all these ears, and nobody can hear the gospel. The gospel's what changes people. Can I get an amen? It's not politics that changes people. The gospel is what changes people. Amen? And, and your kingdom's higher than the kings of the world. Now, you know, take a stand for truth and all these things, but don't live in anger. Don't live offended. Amen? Out of a place of peace. Amen? Okay. Cool. Amen. So, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you that you help us. Help us to do this. Help us to see the way you see. Help us to overcome the way you overcome. And uh, Lord, I thank you that you're with us and you love us. And I thank you we're not fighting in our own strength. We're fighting in your strength. Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. With that, if anybody needs a giving envelope, we'll get one to you. Those of you that are online, if you want to give to our ministry, it's gracepointgeorgetown.com. You can go to our website and you can give that way. Um, we appreciate your support. We appreciate you believing in what we do and, and giving into our ministry. We're grateful for that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, please, please, please. Yeah. 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 Come on. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as mm. we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. That's good. Boy, that's good. That's exactly where we're at, too. Like that passage of Scripture, that totally totally lines up with all the, all the teaching because it, it, that's a passage of development. You know, there's development that's happening, and we all need to realize that. We're, we're going to develop this year, and it's going to be a good thing. Thank you for sharing that. I, do, I feel unction to pray again, so I just want to do that. So, Father, I just anybody here, anybody that's watching, if they have gotten... Um, 
they've gotten drawn into a fight by the enemy, that they are angry and mad and hurt and offended, and Lord, they've been drawn into a, a lower arena battle of flesh and blood. Lord, I thank you that you speak to the heart of your children and you, you speak to them and you say, rise up, rise up out of that mess. That's not you. Lord, I thank you that all the hurt and hopelessness and woundedness and offense will be laid at the cross. Lift this burden off of your people, Lord. Lift this heaviness off of your people. Roll back the hopelessness and the reproach and the shame and the anger and the offense. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you. You call them up to fight the way you've called us to fight, to fight the fight of faith, Lord, the fight of resting and trusting and being led by your spirit, not by our emotions. And Lord, I just thank you for that. I thank you that right now that they're just at that place of offendedness, Lord, be replaced with that place of peace by your spirit right now. They'd relax, let go of that heavy weight. There'd be a buoyancy, there'd be a hope, there'd be a joy, there'd be an excitement about the year ahead. Lord, we thank you for it. You delight in us, Lord. We're excited about the days ahead. We thank you that you give us the victory. You lead us to triumph. You lead us to conquer. We thank you for that, Father. Lord, we ask you to bless that offering too, in Jesus' name. Amen.